Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Chamber Chatter, the official podcast for the Menominee Area Chamber Visitor Center. As always, I'm Ashley DeMuth, CEO of the Menominee Area Chamber Visitor Center, and I am thrilled that spring is finally here. And I hope that while you're listening to this, there is sunshine, there are birds chirping, and that you are able to enjoy the beautiful weather before bug season. Um, I am joined today with a special guest, um, one of our chamber investors, uh, who over the last few years, we've been providing just referrals left and right uh, to businesses out. So we want to give you some additional information perhaps about how this business can help you um, and your personal and professional goals and get out there. So um, welcome today to Mike Dykeman with WBD. Mike, I'm glad you're joining us. Yeah, thanks, Ashley. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we love to joke about this. We're kind of the trailblazers um, for people who have never done podcasts before, and this is your first podcast. Absolutely. So it's going to be a ton of fun. Okay. Right? I'm um, ready for that. <laughs> so uh, always a good time. But um, so for our listeners here, Mike, obviously um, WBD um, is is a company here, regional, yeah, as well as statewide. Can you just give us a little bit of your elevator pitch of what, what it is sure. and what you do? Yep. Yeah. So first of all, WBD, what does it stand for? Is, yeah. is Wisconsin Business Development. And so we are one of about, well, first I'll mention that there are way too many acronyms in our, in our world, but um, we are one of about 200 CDCs, not to be confused with Center for Disease Control, but <laughs> certified development companies um, throughout the nation. And uh, basically what that means is that we're certified by the SBA, or U.S. Small Business Administration, which is a federal government agency, and we're certified by them to, to basically deliver one of their loan programs for them. Um, specifically, it's called the SBA 504 Loan Program, and this is a program that's been around for since the early 1980s. Um, it, was, it was put in place by an act of Congress, and Congress passed a bill that had the number 504 in it, and, and that's how creative our federal government is in naming their programs. <laughs> uh, but Very. when they do that, they, they knew it would fall under the, um, the umbrella of the SBA. They just knew that the SBA really didn't have the resources to get it out to the public. So um, so we're, we're basically partnering with financial institutions to finance small business projects. And with the 504 program, specifically, it's projects involving fixed assets. So basically land, buildings, and equipment. Okay. So that's the real summarized version, and I can get into more detail. High level, high level. Yep. Uh, how long have you been with WBD? Uh, just earlier, uh, back in April, I, I got to 25 years. 25 years. Yeah, so I was with, in banks for with the banking industry for about six years, and now 25 with WBD. Okay. Yeah. Mind me asking why the switch? Like, what drew you to... WBD. Um, I, I knew a little bit about it. The, the really the the great thing that I the the thing that I love about my job and, and obviously long enough, you know, to do it for 25 plus years, is that every project that we're involved in helping a small business is is usually at a big place in the in the lifespan of that business. So yeah. whether it's someone that's starting a business that is building their first building or buying their fill for their first building. Um, it's an exciting time for them, so we get to kind of share in that excitement. Mm. Um, so whereas they're going to have a long-term relationship with their bank, this is kind of a transactional deal where we get involved, but then they're going to go back and, and continue that relationship with their bank. But for us, it's kind of like, oh, we're going to help them buy the building or whatever, and then and then move on and let them have their relationship with their bank. So what does your specific role look like? So a day in the life of Mike. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> 
it would be nice if we didn't fly so far under the radar like we kind of do. Uh, basically, all of the commercial lenders in the state know of us, yeah. and just about no one else does, you know, thanks to folks like you that are willing to put us on podcasts and things like that. But otherwise, un- unless the banker mentions WBD and the SBA 504 program, or we might get economic development people that are aware of us, sure. oftentimes we, we, we don't you know, we're, we're kind of flying under the radar. So usually what happens is that uh, a lender will call us and say, hey, I've got this great customer. Um, we've got this exciting project, but we think that it's a good fit for your program. And so that I'm, I'm really, my role is, is basically talking to bankers to begin with to talk about these projects and then getting together with their customer to explain how we can partner with their bank to finance their project. So you're kind of the in-between of the, the client and then the financial institution. Uh, I would partner. Oh, partner. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Is, is, okay. is the better way is to... Is the better way to put that. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Yep. So the financial institutions, talk to me about that process then. So you, you have the client, you've talked about the project, you're partnering with that financial institution, um, like risk management wise. Yeah. Yeah. So so the, the program itself is really meant to be a win-win for the bank and the borrower. And so I'll give you an example. So let's say someone is leasing a property and now they have an opportunity to buy it. And let's just say it's a million dollars to, sure. to purchase that property. That's a fun number. Yeah, it's a nice <laughs> round number, right? Um, and so what will happen with the 504 program is that the banks would typically finance 50% of the project in a first mortgage position. The SBA 504 loan through WBD can finance up to 40% of the project. And then the borrower comes in with as little as 10%. So it's the, when I say win-win, what I mean by that is the the bank wins by financing 50% of the project in a first mortgage position. Sure. They might ordinarily, with conventional financing, finance 75 or 80%. And so their exposure is greater, their risk is also greater. Mm-hmm. So in this scenario, if the pro- project were to you know not succeed and, and, and so forth, they're probably still in a very safe collateral position. Okay, so that's the win. That's the, that's the risk mitigation factor for the bank. Um, the win for the borrower is really twofold. Um, the ability to come in with as little as 10% down, whereas a bank would finance, would, would typically require at least 20% down. Sure. That's a big win for the small business owner um, that might not have 20% of cash laying around, but they might be able to come up with 10%. Um, or even if they did have 20%, being able to hold on and preserve more of that cash for working capital and so forth you know, you don't want to bleed yourself dry and, and not have anything to fall back on. So that's part of it. The other big part of it for the with using the program is that being able to obtain a long-term fixed rate on the SBA piece. You know, banks can finance or can, can provide great, you know, variable and short-term fixed rates, one-year, three-year, five-year fixed rates, but they typically don't go out longer than that sure. on, on, on commercial stuff. And so that's where on our piece, it's kind of like when you go and get a, 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 a home loan and you can lock in a 15 or 30 year fixed rate mortgage. Same thing with using the 504 program. They can uh, uh, lock in a 10, 20 or 25 year fixed rate. More than likely if we're financing real estate, that's gonna be for as long as they own that, that building or that, that business. So it's, it's taking some of the uncertainty out of it. And especially what we've seen in the last 15 months where interest rates, you know, prime went from three and a quarter to eight and a quarter in just about 15 months here. Um, you know, there's been a lot of uncertainty. And so to take some of that out uh, is, is a good thing. So what do your interest rates look like and, and how are they affected? Obviously, do they kind of follow the traditional landscape that 
So they'll, 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 ours are long-term rates. So, yeah. you know, short-term rates, now you see prime changing, and, and prime just bumped up another quarter percent here just in the last couple of weeks. Um, and so, you know, two years ago, our the prime rate was, was three and a quarter. Now it's eight and a quarter. Um, our rates went from, and, and we can maybe if we end up talking about COVID a little bit, we can, our, our rates went from as low as low or high, high twos, and they went up, and now they're right around 6%. So, so they went up, they actually went up sooner than Prime did, but then Prime went flying past us up to eight. And so now we look pretty darn good again, um, where, whereas Prime rates eight and a quarter and our rates are in the low sixes. I was going to say, so, I mean, you, you remain competitive with those, with those interest rates and, and often do you find yourself lower than financial institutions then? Yeah, it, it, we're, a lot of times, like right now, we're in the same ballpark, but the different yeah. big difference is that theirs are fixed for maybe five years and ours yep. are fixed for 20 or 25 years. But that interest rate, I mean, if you're taking out a, a million dollar plus loan, or I mean, even a couple hundred thousand dollars, that it, a one, two percent interest rate flux makes a huge difference. Huge difference. And, and again, this is kind of maybe going to where we might go here. But for there was a period there from 2019 up to the beginning of 2022 when all of our interest rates that we were uh, providing to small business owners started with a two or a three. And it, it seemed great then. It really seems great now because now they've got another 17 to 22 years of still those really low interest rates, whereas the bank rate, you know, was probably, you know, could have been in the threes and fours back then. But, you know, now in a few years, they're going to have to reprice and they're not going to get that again. They, you know, their, their rate might start with a seven or an eight. Oh, my. So, but a uh, high value proposition of being able to work with WBD and your financial institution. We certainly think so. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, it sounds like it. I yeah. I mean, that's why we refer you out. <laughs> uh, so one of the one of the things that comes to mind for me is, okay, so you're working with a financial institution. You're in this partnership. You're offering the SBA 504. Yep. Um, so do they have multiple payments? So if a business owner comes in, are they, are they paying two loan payments? Is it all condensed into? one just through their financial institution it's, what it's, does that look like yeah it's two it's okay. two specific loans sure. so for that 50 percent piece they'd be they'd be making the payment to the bank and then our piece is always first first day of the month every month and so if they want to have their payment for to the bank being on the 15th of the month to kind of spread it out but it is two distinct separate payments okay yeah well, that definitely helps uh so who who are your typical clients who do you usually work with yeah so that's an interesting question it's it's it shouldn't be a difficult question um it's any small but anyone that qualifies as a small business and so the good news there is that, is that the sba's definition of a small business especially for us in western wisconsin is still pretty lofty for example their their business net worth can't be more than 15 million their, their average net profit over the last two years can't be more than $5 million. The large, large majority of businesses in western Wisconsin aren't going to have that issue. Yeah. Okay. Um, as far as typical, you know, it, it could be a manufacturer, it could be a wholesaler, it could be a retailer, it could be a service provider. And, and maybe to, to what I, when, I, when I, I thought you were going to maybe ask this question, I just jotted down the types of businesses that I'm currently working with, and, and those that list includes a meat processing plant, a daycare, a hotel, an auto body business, and a restaurant. Very different industries. So all kinds, of, and that's also one of the things I really like about the job is that I get to learn about a lot of different, you know, and, and, and we have insight, and we have about 1,600 loans in our portfolio, and so over time, sometimes banks will even come to us and say, I know you guys have financed a bunch of craft beer type businesses or brew pubs or whatever, what have you learned? 
or uh, you know you guys we're, we're financing one hotel every five years you guys finance you know a dozen of them in a y- in one year and so they will even reach out to us sometimes and, and get some uh, insight on certain industries okay yeah so what would be obviously you likely have had to turn down loans at some point this that's just a necessary evil and something that happens what would be something that a business owner can do to better prepare themselves when they're work, looking to work with their financial institution in WBD. Sure. So they're not perhaps at risk for being declined alone. Yeah, so I'd kind of break that into two categories. So if you're an existing business, you have a track record. Yeah. And if you're working with a bank, the bank knows you and they've, they've analyzed your financial statements, they've analyzed your repayment ability. And so, so that's one category where the numbers kind of speak for themselves mm-hmm. and, and it's easy to tell whether or not this makes, this, this makes good sense. There's the other category of the the entrepreneurs, the folks that are looking to start their business, um, and there is no track record. And so, you know, a solid business plan, super important. Um, You know, we've got a great resource throughout the state, but especially in our market here, there's a, uh, it's called the Small Business Development Center that's through the the, the UWO Claire SBDC SBDC <laughs> and 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 Luke Kempen from the SBDC yep. would be another great person to have as as a podca- uh, podcast person, um, and and so sometimes we will refer them, oftentimes in in fact the SBDC is funded by the SBA so it's nice when we would put a put a, a project together and we're able to put in our application that the the individual um, worked with the SBDC to get some help with their their projections and their assumptions um, at the end of the day they really you know you're having to sell yourself say this is my idea this is my dream and how you know how much due diligence have you done and it really comes down to that how much homework have they done are they being realistic you know sometimes banks and, and ourselves have to kind of save people from themselves yeah. if they have have, a, have an idea but we've seen that idea and we've seen ones that work and we've seen ones that haven't and so we, you know, in a very respectful way, we'll say, this is, you know, this is where you're strong in, you know, these are, these are your strengths, these are your weaknesses, and maybe they can overcome some of those weaknesses. And, you know, but sometimes it's, you know, needing to have enough equity to, to bring to the table, uh, needing more expertise, you know, who, are you, who do you have for additional team members, um, you know, besides yourself that is going to be part of your staff, part of your team, you know, you know, what does that look like? So there are a lot of different things that we can provide Uh, feedback on. Well, and I think that that's one of the valuable nuggets for hopefully our listeners to take out of this is um, even if you aren't sure, still call and ask. Sure. Um, You know, there are resources out there that can help and and not everybody is going to know exactly how to get started. And and when you have a personal goal that you want to turn into a professional goal and maybe you're an entrepreneur wanting to start your own business, um, we get a lot of those calls here at the chamber and and asking, you know, who should we be talking to? Because there are preparations that you can do in advance to help move the process along faster and set yourself up for success. No doubt. Yeah. Yep. We never want to send anybody to a dead end. No, no, it, you know, it's not fun raining on parades. We like to say, well, we might not be able to help you right now, but here's some things that you can do to, to help yourself and maybe prepare yourself better for taking that big jump. I'm guessing that uh, you sometimes hear the words, oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, absolutely. Like, And that's okay. Yeah. That's totally okay. Right, right. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's not. I was talking to someone just yesterday and uh, they had, you know, we can't do anything without a bank or credit union partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so someone, if someone calls us and says, you know, hey, I've heard great things about this 504 program, how do I sign up? And the first one, one of the first questions I'm going to ask is, well, who have you talked to 
from a bank or credit union. And this uh, individual now, um, <laughs> he's talked to about six banks and no one's jumping on board. Oh. And, and, and I said, well, I said, you know, that, you know, probably should, you know, tell you something, but, you know, um, these are all folks who have, have been in banking for a long time. And, um, you know, they're going to, they're, they're, even if they're saying no, take something from each of their comments and, and learn from it and, and see what you can do to get over the hump. And, and I, I gave him a few ideas and I think that eventually there's going to be an opportunity for him, just not yet. And, and, and that's sometimes, you know, giving him that no answer is, is the, you know, is the best advice and, and, and pre- better prepares them for a yes answer down the road. Because you don't want to see them fail. Absolutely not. I mean, not. we never want no. to see a business fail. No, and in most cases, you know, they're, they might be investing their life savings. They're, they're borrowing against equity in their house to come up with a down payment for something. And it's, it's a big deal. And, and so you don't take it lightly and you don't just take the build it and they will come type attitude. You really have to do your homework. And it's really a journey. I mean, in any type of business ownership, um, entrepreneurship, there are great days. There are tough days. Yeah, and I, and I think uh, I've I've told my wife this at different times. It's like you know, I think the general public thinks that oh, that person owns a business. They must be doing. They must you know have a lot of money. The majority of those people are working their tails off. A lot of times, it's not a 40-hour-a-week job. It's a 60-hour-a-week job, and and in some years, it's 60 hours a week just to just to get by. You know, some of them are very, very successful, but there's a lot of them that just really have to work harder than the average person, uh, you know, and and, and so, um, yeah, you don't want to set them up for for failure. No, absolutely not. Mike, what what are, on average, like, what are the size of loans that you see? So you were talking about you have 1,600 loans in your portfolio. Yeah. Like, what's kind of low, mid- Hi. I, I think our average project size this last year was was between 1.5 and 2 million dollars, which puts put our piece at you know maybe around 700 thousand. But we are involved in a lot of projects that are four to five hundred thousand, and our piece is less than 200 thousand. Okay. On the other end of the spectrum, we're involved in projects that are five, ten, fifteen million dollars. You know, if someone goes and builds a Hampton Inn, it might be 12, 14 million dollars. We're capped at five million dollars, or, or everyone, you know. So, so people have up to five million dollars of your portion, of, or or yeah, loans in general of SBA, okay. the SBA piece. So our forty percent piece, or or whatever that ends up being. Um, so, so we've had people come back and use the program multiple times. I've got a borrower down in the uh, lacrosse area. I think she's on her sixth uh, five hundred four loan. She has oh, okay. well over, I think it's up to close to fifteen hundred self storage units. And she's come back and used the program multiple times, but she hasn't hit that $5 million cap. Now, there's exceptions to that. So manufacturing, for example, it's $5 million per project. And okay. so we can come back and, and use the program multiple times for manufacturing. Um, and the, the other exception is if people are going to be involved in something where there's a green initiative, uh, energy mm-hmm. savings, and so forth, then the SBA makes an exception. And it's, and it's five, or I think actually $5.5 million per project for those. So, so, but for the most part, $5 million is the cap. Like I said, the large majority of our projects, I would say 90% of our projects are probably between a half million and two and a half million. Do you work with nonprofit organizations at all? Great question. Unfortunately, the SBA does not allow us to okay. work for, with nonprofits. So nonprofits and then um, investment properties oh. is, is not something. So if someone's going to build a building, a strip mall, and, and lease it out to multiple tenants, we can't help them. It's it's there has to be an active small business 
they have to be a business owner that's going to occupy that building. Sure. Well, and, and yeah. you wouldn't be able to determine the risk then of their tenants kind of a situation. That's, right. Yeah. Right. So many, many years ago, the, someone from the SBA said, just remember, it's the Small Business Administration, not the Small Landlord Administration. So that's <laughs> kind of a good way, way to think about it. I mean. Yep. So... Obviously, 1,600 loans in your portfolio, the magnitude of what you just said, minimum, maximum kind of loans, um, footprint is obviously much larger than just the Chippewa Valley. Can you talk with us a little bit about your geographical footprint? Yeah, since since, uh, since we've been around, and, and again, that was in the fr- from the early 80s, um, we've always been able to service all of Wisconsin. And so we have satellite offices throughout the state. I happen to be in Eau Claire, um, but we have about a half a dozen offices. Um, we're also able to get into the UP, not a lot mm-hmm. of business in the UP, but we were able to go there. Um, and then we're also currently authorized to be in 14 counties in Minnesota. So my counterpart, April Nelson, is in Stillwater. Um, and, and so she could cover the mostly the metro area. There's a couple other counties, but hopefully within the next few weeks, we will be approved to be statewide in Minnesota as well. Wow. Yep. Wow, wow. And so... Obviously, SBA 504 is just, its that's just a portion of what you do, though, right? Like, WBD yeah. has other programs and activities. That yeah, it's kind of probably happen. 90% of what we do. Okay. Um, you know, there, there are other programs, a number of other programs uh, through the SBA. The, the most, um, the one that a lot of people are aware of, the SBA 7A program, and that's that's money. That's where a bank makes a loan, and they can get a guarantee from the SBA. So it doesn't involve. There's just one loan. Um, there are large banks that have SBA departments that that can put those together. Okay. But there are a lot of community banks um, throughout the state that really don't have the resources to keep up on everything um, and be and, and know all the ins and outs of that program. So we have a couple of people in our Oshkosh office that you know that's all they do is help. Uh, banks that want assistance with putting those types of loans together. So we've got someone who's probably the most knowledgeable SBA 7A person in the state, I think, Becky Schneider. And so if you've got a small bank over here that's like, we might do one of these every three years. We just we just don't have the resources to know how to do it. We can say, no problem. We can help you out there, and we'll put you in touch with Becky. I think that that's the great thing is because people just aren't going to know everything. No. And when you can go to a topic expert that is warm and welcoming and, and willing to go at bat for you, but also be willing and lovingly enough to say, hey, I'm not sure that this is going to work. Right. Um, you know, or come back to me, work on these things and that, hey, let's have a conversation after after you've rectified these. Right. Or, um, I, th- I think that there, there's significant value in that, Mike. Yep. And you build a relationship with people. Yes. And, and, and in a lot of cases... The, the banks around here that might say, you know, I, I, I really like this customer. I want to keep them as a customer. Yeah. I don't want to lose them. So if I can bring in a, th- you know, a third party to help me out here versus them versus having to say, you know what, I can't help you out. And now that that customer goes to the bank down the street and they've lost that customer perhaps forever. That way they can they can keep the relationship and uh, and, and help that business grow. That's yeah. That's nice to know because, we, you know, when we've done referrals a couple times, and, and I think you and I kind of talked a little bit about this, is people are not giving up their personal banking relationships either. Banking is a very personal and sensitive pe- thing for people. Yep. And obviously we've seen banking change, um, you know, with with COVID and, and with um, different aspects of that. Online banking, virtual banking has really changed that, but banking is still relationship-based. Yeah, and, and in fact, okay, you know, if we get a referral 
um, say it's for, for from a business, small business that doesn't really hasn't need hasn't had a borrowing need in the past, they may not have a relationship with a commercial lender. So if they call us wow. and say, "Hey, I've got this opportunity," sounds like 504 might be a good fit for me, um, and I say, "Okay, have you talked to any banks?" I will not give them one name. I'll give them three or four because they should really be talking to those people and establishing that relationship because it is going to be an ongoing relationship, whereas our uh, our our role is really, you know, again, kind of transactional. Well, it's nice because you get to kind of be the knight in shining armor. <laughs> Even though it's transactional, yeah. right off into the sunset on that horse, Mike. Right, right. Um, so earlier you alluded to some changes that happened. Uh, we hate to mention the word, but COVID is always going to be something. I feel like we're just going to cringe at that word for the rest of our life. But um, how did COVID change how you operate? Did it? Well, it, it had a huge effect um, on WBD, but it was for the better. Okay. Uh, our, in, in terms of loan activity, and if you go back to March, April of 2020 when, when COVID hit, um, Congress, and it, again, it seems like 10 years ago, but it was only a few, <laughs> um, you know, Congress was super quick to react. And the, the programs that got the headlines, the PPP program, the EIDL, Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program, those were put in place to help small businesses, and and we weren't really involved in those directly. Okay. What was not um, in the headlines, but was super important, was that there was money set aside. So, for example, if if you had an SBA loan, anyone in the United States that had an SBA loan, a minimum of six months of payments was made for them. From from this money that like was towards their principal and interest, towards like it their was just yeah, taking it care wasn't it wasn't like That's hey incredible. you have to pay it pay us back later. It was actually the payments were made for them, and any new loan new SBA loans that were made, there was a minimum of six months where they did not have to make their first six months of payments. Um, then and there were also some fee waivers. Now what was also happening at that time was that um, interest rates were already low, and then they just fell off and that's when our rates got to below 3%. And so from starting in the middle of 2020 through 2022, um, we had a couple of record years. Um, and, and so we were, again, able to help a lot of people um, and, and those folks were able to get some you know, fee waivers and payments made for them and, and, and super low interest rates, low r- rates in the twos and threes. And so it just it just really set them up, the, a lot of people up, and it helped. I think helped everyone kind of, you know, move on, get out of COVID way easier than than if that if those um, enhancements hadn't been there. Yeah, and I mean that's it's heartwarming to hear a positive story. Yeah. Obviously, there there are things from business standpoint that have efficiencies that have come out of COVID. People paying uh, more attention to health and well-being and, and mental health of their teams, uh, retaining employees right now in a really competitive marketplace following the COVID timeframe. So um, it is nice to hear kind of the success stories and ways that you were able to help people in kind of a dim time. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. We when it was it was fun having those phone call not there were folks that are, you know, super stressed out. And we, when we were able to tell them that, Hey, we, we didn't do it. We can't take the credit for this, but the next six, six payments you do, you don't have to make, they're made for you. And that was, you know, we had some borrowers in tears, uh, that were so happy. Could, I mean, that could be life changing. Yes. Absolutely life changing. Yeah. No doubt. 
So when I think of SBA and, uh, you know, federal government programs and different things, <laughs> I all I'm seeing is red tape, red tape. Can you talk yeah. with me about, like, the the misunderstanding, perhaps, about yeah. that and, and what red tape gets in the way? Yeah, what? so, so you know, there, there's going to be forms. 90% of our application is information that the bank also needs. Okay. Our, our job is to make the process easier and to handhold people through the process. So that's that's our goal. We you know, when I when I give some of our application, I said if you look start looking at that and you have questions, do not spin your wheels. Just call I'll spend, you know, an hour going through every you know, going through that information. Mm-hmm. But again, the large majority of it is is stuff that the bank also needs. So I, I think, you know, people, you know, maybe it's gotten a bad rap uh, years ago if someone had a bad experience, but but that's our goal is is to make it make it not seem so cumbersome not so red tapey yep yep is that even a word yep um you're not you're then you're never in it alone at that point you always have somebody that you can call and reach out to yep yep it's uh, again it's a it's a partnership with with the bank and and so between the two of us we're helping that small business owner through the process get through it this you know this is not this is not something that they are, are experts on nor should they be that's that's why we're involved and that's why we're supposed to you know or we're able to help them through it so mike what what haven't we talked about that you'd like listeners to know about um wbd.org that's our that's our website um can find more information there's some helpful little um short videos there to learn more about the program but we're also just a phone call away so i think most importantly contact information is there um you know we're 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 not always the answer Sometimes it's just a matter of talking to a business owner or a, or entrepreneur and being able to point them in the right direction is 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 also so, something that we take pride in. Just being a resource. Yes, that's absolutely helpful. And do you go and talk to to groups of entrepreneurs or or business owners? Like you're essentially, if they contact you, you could set a meeting up with them or speak with them one on one or in a small group. Yeah, I, I have a lot of phone conversations yeah. with them. Um, I, what I like to do is if they have a bank they've been talking to is have that yeah. three-way conversation mm-hmm. because at the end of the day we're kind of dead in the water without a bank so it's best for them to to you know have a business plan ready and 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 have a you know have a, have someone that they've been having some talk talk you know some conversations with but then we can we can talk three-way about how we're able to you know partner together and and hopefully make something happen for them well, Mike, I sincerely appreciate all the information that you were able to give us. I, and I hope that this shines some light on folks who are listening, who perhaps are looking for some um, different financing options, yeah. um, as well as kind of lighting. You know, we do a lot with entrepreneurs and emerging professionals. And if you have an idea and you want to shark tank it and make it happen, um, you know, it's it, you're just a phone call or yep. an email away. Absolutely. Um, so we'll go ahead. We'll drop your contact information and website in the information when we when this podcast is released but um, I sincerely appreciate the time and the energy and thank you for all that you do really helping bolster our economy and, and keeping forward momentum going well I appreciate the opportunity here and, and hopefully the word gets out and we're again not flying so far under the radar as, as we have in the past well we're happy to keep talking and yeah. singing your praises so um thank you so much to our listeners for joining us today again i'm ashley demuth ceo for the menominee area chamber we do hope to see you on the next episode of chamber chatter